This morning, I'd like to turn your attention to Mark chapter 5, verse 1 through 20. So take a moment and read these verses. And as you do, notice the location. Where is this man? Why is he there? And then notice the repetition of the word begged. Who begs whom? For what? When? Why? Now, this story is somewhat unusual for Mark. You could call his gospel the ADD gospel because he moves at such a quick pace. His favorite word is immediately, and he bounces from one thing to the next. Boom, 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 nonstop action. But here Mark does something unique. He significantly slows his pace, and he wants you to pause, and he wants you to look at this man. He wants you to see the world through his eyes. And he tries to decrease the distance that is so easy for us to place between us and him. This is the supreme exorcism story, not just in Mark, but in all of ancient literature. 
And what we see here is Jesus is plundering the strong man's house. So as you read through, the first thing to notice is how Mark is going to focus on his circumstances. Here's a man who lives among the tombs. His life is a living death. And that's one of the key themes that he's trying to show. He gives four stories in a row of, of life in scenarios where it becomes a living death. Life under the fear of death in 4, 35 through 41. Life as a slow living death. The sickness of the woman in the next section. And then the death of the beloved daughter, Jairus. But what we see in this story is that Jesus has just calmed an external storm, and now he's about to calm an inner storm. And you know, there's at least two types of storms we can go through. We can go through storms that are caused by circumstances and those things outside of us, but then we can also experience inner storms. Now, as you read this story, you'll want to notice that from a Jewish perspective, this story would have been utterly revolting. It's filled with things that are unclean. Unclean tombs, pigs, Gentiles, and this man. He's living in an unclean place, surrounded by unclean people, in an unclean occupation, in an unclean territory. But Mark wants to draw you in for you to sympathize with him. In one sense, this is one of the the saddest stories in all of the Gospels. Because here you have on full display how Satan wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And he's done that to this man. He's demon-possessed or demonized, helpless and harassed. He's a living example of what all of our life would be in some way if we were left to ourselves. He's not this strange other who lives as the wild man out in the tombs. The difference between what Satan wants to do to us and what he has done to him is a difference of degree, not in kind. So if he can't make you a terror in your town, he can try and make you a terror in your own home. If he can't isolate you so that you live among the tombs, he can isolate you so you live only in the company of your screens that you carry in your pocket. If he can't make you break chains, he will at least try and make you break your relationships. See, in one sense, in this man, we're, we're supposed to see a mirror of what Satan wants all of us to be. And his primary strategy is to make you die before you die, to kill your hope, to kill your joy, to kill your peace. And so in all these stories, they're about attempts at bringing death, to die by fear, to die into bondage of sin, to die by illness, and to die by grief. So what is Satan trying to destroy in your life today? What is he trying to kill? Is he trying to kill your peace? Is he trying to kill your hope? Is he trying to kill your joy? No matter what it is, let this story encourage you. Look at the powerful word of the strong man, Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy One of God. And no matter what, don't die before you die. Praise God from whom all blessings flow.
Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen.